0: Well, welcome everyone to another episode of my podcast. my name is Corey. I'm going to talk for a while today, and you'll hear some other people today, too, but I'll be blathering about all kinds of stuff, so don't worry. (laughs) Plenty of blathering going on this episode, because i got a lot of random things all across the board that I'm (laughs) going to talk about. Uh, Go check out my website, my blog, in case you're wondering, if you don't know already, is at midnightcory.com. A lot of stuff going on. I keep posting things, because it's a fun place to post whatever I feel like posting, (laughs) And uh, kind of like I do on Twitter, you know? And uh, yeah, we don't know how that turns out. <laughs> no, it's it's a good time. Just want to remind you about the Eric S. Brown and David Dunwoody zombie flash fiction contest going on right now. I announced that Bad Boy last week. You got until the 4th of July to email me your zombie flash fiction. Got to keep it 500 words or less. And the judges are going to be Eric S. Brown and David Dunwoody Very, very talented guys and really nice people, too. So you can win some really, really cool stuff. But like I said, get that in, email it to Corey at MidnightCorey.com. Put zombie flash fiction contest into the subject line. And uh, yeah, yeah, you'll uh, maybe be hearing from us. I don't know. But uh, yeah, top three winners will be read here on the podcast and you'll get some awesome books By Mr. Brown and Mr. Dunwoody. So, yeah. Yeah, great time. And I want to remind you to get Bigfoot War, uh, Eric S. Brown's best effort up till now. (laughs) So he says, I got mine in the mail, actually, the other day. And I have to start reading that, of course. I have a million things to read. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so make sure to go out and buy Bigfoot War. I'll put a link up to that on the website. And send me in your stories. You can send up to three of them if you feel so inclined. So... And no, you can't write fifteen hundred words and split it up into three parts of five hundred and send those to me. Doesn't count unless they each work as their own flash fiction story. I, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Anyhow, something cool I, I want to bring your attention to. If you're not watching this, you know my friend Vaughn does the uh, motion, ma- uh, the motion picture massacre podcast. Yeah, yeah, good podcast, good guy. And uh, he's started putting up video reviews on YouTube now. So you can see Vaughn in all of his bearded glory up on YouTube talking about some really, really cool movies. Um, this week, actually just posted a rele- or a review of the Divimax release of Day of the Dead. Which I also have, and I agree, is, is probably their uh, best release of Day of the Dead yet. Although I do have the release that Arrow Entertainment sent me, or Arrow Video, or whatever it's called. Arrow sent me. Um... It's the Blu-ray, uh, Don, or Day of the Dead, along with uh, a DVD of a, a bunch of the extras. And I just haven't watched it yet because I don't have a Blu-ray. So if anyone wants to send me a, a you know, Blu-ray player or a PS3, that'd be pretty sweet. So yeah, yeah. Let me know. Let me know. I'll, I'll give you my address if you're interested in doing that. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, that's at youtube.com slash user slash massacre reviews. So yeah, go check out my friend Vaughn. Bon. So, what am I going to be blathering about today? Well, 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 I got a great interview. You know, I found this really cool horror rock band called Boy Eats Girl, and I've been talking to them on Twitter and through email now, and uh, they're a really cool horror rock band. They are unsigned and out of North Carolina. Really cool, so I get to talk to a couple of those guys a little bit later on. I'm going to be playing some of their stuff, which is really exciting. I think you'll really like that. I'll be talking to my Journey to the Fish show. I'm going to have a big, long segment where I tell you about what happened all day long because it was a very interesting journey. And, uh, man, wherever I go, things just end up being just crazy. So, yeah, I'll tell you all about fish. Um, my movie reviews this week, uh, this is going to be controversial. Uh, the one of them, anyhow. Anyhow. Um, I'm going to be talking about Army of Darkness, and this is one that everybody out there just thinks is the pinnacle of horror. I mean, this is the movie that outdoes every other movie, and I I watched it again. I haven't watched it for probably like 10 years at least, so I stuck it in again. I'm going to give you my review of that, and I'm also going to be reviewing an upcoming movie. It's coming out here real soon, as a matter of fact. It's called Resurrecting the Streetwalker. Got that, of course, from my friends at Kaleidoscope again. And uh, I'm gonna let you know all about that. I'm not gonna have a proper beer review. Um, I'm probably gonna tell you about the beer that I drank at the fish show. So we'll just leave that till then. That'll be part of my whole big long fish story that'll probably bore everyone, but I don't care because I feel like talking about it. I got a whole pile of voicemails. Lots and lots and lots and lots of voicemails. (laughs) And I think uh, a lot of those I have to credit Misfit Boy with kind of rounding up for me because he just, he went out and started uh, contacting people that used to listen to the midnight podcast and might not have known that I was up and podcasting again. And he's like, people call into the voicemail. It's it's awesome. And man, I got to give misfit boy a great big thank you. And dude, if you were right here beside me, man, I'd give you a hug right now. I'm putting my arm around you and just give you an attaboy. I really do appreciate that. Really? You are a good friend, Misfit Boy, and uh, yeah, yeah, that was really, really cool. So what I'm going to do for that, instead of having a real long, drawn-out voicemail segment, which, I mean, those tend to get that way if you get a bunch of voicemails, so, and I appreciate everyone, and I want to play everyone and respond to it, too, so I'm just going to put one just here and there kind of in between segments and kind of intersperse them throughout the show so you don't have, like I said, this whole long segment that does nothing but voicemail. So we'll see how that goes. Let me know if you like that better than lumping them all together. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I have a bunch. So yeah, I'll try and spread them out as good as I can. More original music this week. Uh, it is a totally original song, and this one is yet another departure from all the other songs you've heard me do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was playing for the. I was playing these songs for my friends uh, when we were at the uh, in the parking lot at uh, the fish show and uh, they, they remarked how diverse I tend to be. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was, that was a compliment, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be coming up. Um, oh, and I just wanted to comment while well, I was talking about movies and I forgot to mention, uh, you know, Netflix instant watch, my wife and I are, are doing that now, like all the time. We used to buy pay-per-view movies, but once we pay those whores at time Warner cable, like the $5.99 that it is for a pay-per-view movie, and then all the taxes and everything like that. Uh, It ends up being a pretty expensive movie. I might as well go out to the theater. But, uh, so Netflix Instant Watch is like a godsend, and uh, we've been doing that. And uh, my wife picked out another movie this week. We watched Step Brothers, which is Will Ferrell and uh, that other guy. I can't remember what his name is now. But uh, I'll watch just about anything that Will Ferrell's in, because I I think he's hilarious. And Step Brothers did not disappoint. In fact, I think Step Brothers was one of the most uh, uh, well offensive and funny movies that I've seen in a long time. I literally was crying with laughter during some of those parts. I mean, that was funny. It had a couple dumb parts, too, don't get me wrong. But man, it was wonderfully, wonderfully offensive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I will give you a whole list of people right now who would watch Step Brothers and, and just start crying and crying. and uh, I'm not going to get into that. Never mind. But anyhow, yeah, yeah. If, if you get a chance, watch Step Brothers, because it, it has some great, great funny parts in it. You know, back in the day of the podcast, I'd, I'd bring you all kinds of news and articles and stuff like that. And there are, there's actually a handful of articles here. It doesn't have anything to do with zombie stuff. In fact, the only zombie thing I'll be talking about this week is... Uh, Is going to be Army of Darkness, and that's barely, barely a zombie movie, so sorry. But uh, yeah, I, I had some articles out of the real news. You know, I used to do a real news article every week just to show you that weird stuff happens in real life that can often be even more unbelievable than some of the things that we see in horror movies. And uh, yeah, this week there are a bunch that uh, caught my eye, so let's get into it right now. For your listening enjoyment, I'm going to bring you a few articles I found online through various sources That, uh, you know, kind of disturbed me here this week. The first one (laughs) was... uh, Cannibal sliced off parts of grandmother and ate them while she was still alive. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is at dailyrecord.co.uk. And this is a guy who did exactly that. His poor grandmother, he, he pinned her down and he started slicing off pieces of her face and eating her. And she's still alive and she's still screaming. He uh, gouged out her eyes, and he ate the eyes. And, uh, let's see, he ate her tongue because she was screaming, and, you know, he wanted to, to limit that. Um, and he ate her ears and her lips. And then he was doing some weird, bizarre kind of ceremony thing, and... <laughs> Oh yeah, Uh, it doesn't say if PCP was involved in this one. I know I would reported on a a similar story a while back on that other podcast uh, where the guy went crazy and ate like his five-year-old son's eyeballs, but uh, yeah, he was was whacked out on PCP, so it doesn't say anything here, so I think this guy was some kind of religious kind of wacko guy. (laughs) Yeah, so he decided, I'm going to eat grandma while she's still alive. How about that? Oh, yeah, I'll be putting these links up in the show notes so you can go check them out. They're pretty weird. No pictures, though. Wish they'd show pictures from the scene. I never do that. Uh, the next article, North Carolina Man claims close encounter with blonde Bigfoot. And this one caught my eye because, of course, you know, we're talking about Bigfoot war. You know, Eric S. Brown. And so, oh, Bigfoot. Uh, this is a blonde Bigfoot, nonetheless. You know, this this guy, he's a total... He seems like... I don't know. He he's one of these farm guys, you know, a country boy, and and he was gonna start shooting at him and everything. He he called nine one one and asked nine one one if it would be illegal if he started shooting at Bigfoot and shot and killed him, and they didn't know how to answer him. So yeah, yeah, but that's in North Carolina. And and another thing about that is the band I'm I'm interviewing today, Boy Eats Girl is from North Carolina, so perhaps they should use caution, you know, and, and, and watch out for Bigfoot here. And if they do see Bigfoot, actually look behind Bigfoot and see if there's this redneck guy uh, with a shotgun chasing him down shooting. So, <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, there's always articles about the government researching zombification. And I had a, I had a couple fake articles pop up about this uh, a while ago, but this one seems legit, and I'll let you read about this. The Pentagon's newest project, zombies. <laughs> yeah, this is from Gizmodo.com, and uh, this one actually seems legit because uh, it's talking about freezing things and then bringing them back. So it's like they're they're suffocating animals. It's it's really weird. You got to read it. But those are some some crazy articles that I found this week that I thought you might be interested in. So,
1: hey, Corlander, it's Carnage Cake. It's been a while, buddy. Listen, as keeping with uh, this week's theme, it's good to have you back in the saddle, partner. Uh, I have a sore throat, so I'm going to keep it quite short. Good to have you back. Congratulations on getting published, and I'll be listening. I'm going to send you an email very shortly. Take it easy, buddy.
0: Carnage Cake, man. First off, I did get your email, and I responded to that and everything, and I, I really appreciate you calling in and sending that. I was hoping that you were listening to the podcast again and that uh you know i I don't know i kind of slipped in and started podcasting again without really making a big deal of it because it's not really a big deal um you know I, i didn't go to a bunch of podcasts and try to get them to promote it and a lot of podcasts haven't even you know said anything about it which is fine i don't care but uh you know i'm just saying i don't i don't know it's not like i'm going for the biggest listener base in the world Um, which I found is kind of the norm in horror podcasting, zombie podcasting for a lot of them. And uh, (laughs) so, you know, that's not what it's all about. It's all about having fun. And I appreciate that you are listening and thank you for the nice words. And uh, I appreciate that I did hear from you, man. And keep in touch. I I hope to hear from you. And I hope you send in more segments because you're a smart fella. Right now, I'm talking with a band, well, half the band, anyhow. Uh, It's a four-piece horror rock band from North Carolina called Boy Eats Girl. Right now, I got with me Russie, the guitarist, and Crash, the vocalist from Boy Eats Girl. Guys, how you doing?
2: Doing all right. Pretty
0: good. Good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. You know, I somehow stumbled onto your stuff online, and I don't even know how now. And uh, I took a listen. I'm like, wow, this is good stuff. And I saw you're from North Carolina, and that's really cool, and just kind of doing your own thing. So tell me a little bit about kind of how this all came together. Like, how did you guys get together and decide to start playing?
2: Um, It probably started, honestly, when we were about 15 or 16. We all kind of wanted to do something uh, genuine. So we were doing some uh, punk, hardcore, anti-government type stuff. Nice. And at some point we got tired of that and we were like, you know, let's do something that we actually know about. And uh me and Rusty are actually avid horror movie fans. Sweet. So we ended up changing the name uh based on one of my favorite movies that also has to do with kind of uh, uh black magic a little bit too. And that's pretty much what our band is all about is is uh campy horror type zombie movies and uh and uh the uh, other side.
0: <laughs> nice. Not, oh, you you guys are awesome because it's like zombie movies are like my thing. I am so all about them, and I uh, I could, could kind of tell that a little bit. And I saw your name, and I'm like, I wonder if they got that from from the actual zombie movie. And that was gonna yeah. be my next thing I was gonna ask about. That's that's really cool.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those movies that's kind of like it's not so much a Shaun of the Dead, but it's not so much a Dawn of the Dead either. It's kind of a nice in between nice good bit of gore and you know we all really enjoyed it especially especially myself being from uh irish heritage i really kind of got down on the fact that it's you know an irish comedy zombie movie it's all all in one yeah yeah it's
2: oh. definitely original. that's what we try to aim for too so
0: That's what I I really dug it because I'm looking on your MySpace page and kind of reading up about you guys, and the one thing I'm like, oh, this is great because I really like it when you say that you just play the kind of music that you feel like playing, and you just have fun playing it. And if the listeners happen to have fun too, then that's great, but you're kind of primarily just trying to really do your own thing and just do stuff that you like. So I really admire that.
1: Well, I mean, in in our genre, there's really only... If you if you look at it up until just the past year or so, there's really only two formulas for horror rock. There's either the nice crooner style, 50s kind of background misfit style, and then there's you know the high pitch kind of growly gravelly vocals, in your face kind of uh, type stuff. Right. And you know we we didn't want to just form to one of the molds that have previously been you know used. Not to disrespect any other bands that use that mold, but we don't want to sound like misfits, or we don't want to sound just like every what every other band wants to sound like you know
0: yeah yeah that that's really cool but i I definitely see a misfits influence. You know, oh, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, I can't. I, you can't go wrong with the Misfits. I mean, they're just great, and I think it's it's great to pay tribute and to play that style because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of a lot of originality in these things. I was uh, surprised because I'm listening to the songs on your MySpace page right now, and and you know, I really like like Omnis Mortis is more kind of a Misfits kind of tune, but then like Long Black Cadillac kind of has that kind of a groove to it a little bit, and I liked how you switched it up on there. Did you go for for kind of a variety when you're deciding what songs to put up?
2: Yeah, we kind of, I kind of uh, mix in, I like to think of other bands, I'm like, what are my favorite bands that don't typically do the horror style? Like, some of my favorite bands, like for Ominous Mortis, I pulled from uh, NoFX, which is a California uh, punk rock band, mm. and I just kind of mix in my own formula, not saying that I rip off anybody, or I just kind of pull my, pull my influence into my music and, and make it something a little bit different.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. So you you write obviously about a lot of horror music. Who primarily writes the songs in your band, by the way? Uh, that would be me. Oh, cool. There's a lot of uh, of obviously horror movie influence and things like that. But you also say you you're not gonna kind of tie yourself down to writing all horror or anything like that. You don't want to be pigeonholed, I guess. So what kind of what kind of other things do you like to write about in your music?
2: Actually, uh, what I do is I I kind of actually uh, bloom the two like. Uh, you've obviously you've only heard uh, three songs we don't have a lot that anybody can hear right now but a lot of the material that's uh, going to be released soon none of it is actually about any movies that have been released it's kind of like uh, stories that we write or I, I actually wrote Omnis mortis um, about a kid that passed away in my town oh, and wow. I kind of just mix reality and, then, and make it my own story or, or, or write my own horror stories in a scene
0: oh that's cool yeah, that's that's really great. And that's uh that's what I you know, I like so many horror bands for that reason, and even some death metal bands, like uh Cannibal Corpse, for for instance. I don't know if you guys are into death metal, but I love cannibal corpse too. Oh, yeah.
1: and, <laughs> we're really honestly into a little bit of everything and and I think that's that's like you can hear the fact that we're into a little bit of everything in our music.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But they they were, they were saying in an interview about their songwriting and their lyrics, they're just like we're just trying to recreate like a horror movie in our music and really tell a, tell a really gruesome tale within this song. And uh, that, that's what you guys are getting at, too. So that's really, really cool. And I like the whole storytelling aspect. And it's not like you're writing, you know, again, I'm not busting on the Misfits, but Misfits wrote a song, Night of the Living Dead, about zombies. And they wrote a song, uh, Day of the Dead, you know, and they have all these songs that are about existing movies. And you guys are kind of creating your own thing. So that's cool. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, we, we basically, instead of writing about, you know, the day of the dead or the day of this, we write about the day this shit happened to me or the day I felt this way. Yeah, nice. But we just, we kind of we kind of twist it to where instead it being like one of those things like, oh, I walked outside today and then it wasn't looking too nice outside. It looked like it was going to rain, so I cried. Yeah. Instead, we write, you know, while wow, someone's going to kill me or there's a ghost in my house or <laughs> yeah. nice. I felt really bad or, you know, but we, we still take, um, emotions and like feelings and stories that we, things we went through and just kind of put a little twist on them.
0: Well, that's, that's really cool. So to get back to the zombie thing, what, so would, would you say like Boy Eats Girl is your, your favorite zombie movies or what are your, what are your favorite zombie movies personally?
2: I actually just saw one the other day. Uh, it was called, um, I think it was Zombies of Mass Destruction.
0: Ah, I haven't it's seen that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it just came out. Uh, it's one of the Horror Fest films, and that's probably my number two right now. Number one is the the remake, uh, Dawn of the Dead by George Romero, because I'm not mm. saying I don't like the classics, but I actually like a lot of the – I got into the zombie uh, – to the whole zombie culture a little later, a little later in life, like 18 or
0: 19.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of Dawn of the Dead and Land of the Dead and some of the newer George Romero films.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. The Dawn of the Dead remake was a great movie. I loved it. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot
2: uh, of people talk about it, but it's definitely one of my favorite movies. So.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you can start arguing the whole fast and slow zombie thing and whatever. I've, I've argued that so many times, and I'm just like... Oh, yeah,
1: there's not even like, really anything I mean, is, if you think about it, as long as they eat your brains, it's pretty much all the same. Yeah, you know,
0: it's generally it's all the same thing and it's no one's ever gonna win the argument, so <laughs> but uh Rusty, what 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 would be your favorite zombie movie?
1: Favorite zombie movie probably would be Boy Eats Girl. Yeah. I would I would have to say, definitely.
0: It was a fun one. It was
1: a lot that, of yeah, uh, yeah, that'd probably probably do it for me because I'm I'm more of a, like, uh, one of those things that I like to see, like, the Shaun of the Dead type stuff, where it's, like, zombies, but it's taken from a more realistic approach, like,. You know, not everybody's gonna uh, automatically be like, Well, we had to get to the nearest mall and defend ourselves one hundred percent, you know. Right. Is a lot of, a lot of people would take like personally me, I would take a comedic approach at it. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: I'm I'm gonna be laughing like the day zombie apocalypse happens, I'm gonna be laughing my ass off. <laughs>
0: Dude, that's like the only way you're gonna be able to hold your sanity, I think, at that point. You yeah. Know? Uh, <laughs> so if you start oh, if you start taking the whole thing too seriously, yeah, you're gonna snap. So yeah, why not definitely. Laugh? Every, we're all going to die. So let's laugh, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs>
3: <pretty much.
0: laughs> oh no, that's awesome though. So I found something really interesting. Now I'm reading about you guys a little bit and on MySpace, and it looks like, now tell me if this is still going on, but you kind of have a shot at maybe getting booked on the warp tour. Is that still kind of in the running right now?
1: Yeah, basically. But the thing about it is, is, uh, we basically, like, I, I personally, like, I use Ernie Ball Strings, mm-hmm. and I happened to stumble across uh, Ernie Ball's site, and I happened to stumble across the Battle for Warp Tour mm-hmm. on their site, not, not knowing it had been going on. And so I was like, well, i got to hurry up and sign up for an account and, you know, get our music out on there and get stuff going. And after that happened, I kind of realized we are super late in signing up for that because there's, uh-huh. like, we got, like, we got like sixty to thirty votes and I believe pretty much everyone else has like tens of thousands. Oh, yeah. man. So I mean it, to get eligible for a vote, like to get eligible to even be considered to play, you had to have sixty votes. So I mean, we're doing good with that. We're pretty close to being eligible to even be voted on to play actual an actual show. Mm. But as far as winning goes, I mean, we'd like to definitely play. Uh, I think I think there's only been one other horror, horror group to play Warp Tour, and I think that would be Murderland, like oh, wow. two three, two or three years ago. And so it'd be really really be an honor to be like one of the second horror groups to actually even play
0: Warp Tour at all. Wow! And if
2: it doesn't happen this year, you know, maybe there's always next year. Yeah, and we're gonna keep going for it.
0: Cool, cool. And I see uh, we were talking a little bit. Uh, you guys were just doing some recording here recently. And uh, how's that all going?
1: Uh, half and half. We, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were supposed to record uh, two days in a row and have the chance to get two songs completely done and fully mixed. And we had a little bit of a setback. Our producer actually uh, came down with something pretty badly. And we had to skip one of those days. But otherwise, we're actually doing pretty good. We got a pretty pretty phenomenal song done the nice. second day.
0: Nice, nice. Now, do you, do you go into a studio, or do you kind of do your own thing? Do you have your own thing kind of set up there to do, or, or how are you doing it right now?
2: We go into a, a, studio, in, a studio in Greensboro that's actually uh, pretty popular.
0: So you had an EP that you were recording, I'm reading about here, and... Uh, you're recording a bunch of songs for that. Is, are these songs now going to go on that EP? Or are you still uh, going to release an EP? or Are you going for something a little longer? Or what's, uh, what's the plan yeah, for that?
2: Um, the EP is going to be seven songs long. It's actually uh, five songs if you don't include the uh, the intro and the outro. Cool. But it's going to be Aunt Mortis, uh, Long Black Cadillac, the song we just recorded, and then two more.
0: Very nice.
2: Very nice. For $4. It's going to be fully pressed for $4.
0: No way. Wow. Yep.
2: We're uh, we're barely breaking even. We just want everybody to be able to get the album. We want everybody to be able to have it, so we're selling it for $4. As soon as it comes up, go to our website, com. That's girl with you. You'll be able to purchase it.
1: And nice. Also, if you're looking at our music now, we do still have... Uh, for sale on, I believe, Reverb Nation and Amazon.com. We do have our old EP, the Graveyards Alive EP. It's uh, three songs. It's Graveyards Alive, uh, It's the Way You Smell, and Red December. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, a little over $2 on Amazon.com and Reverb Nation.
0: Yeah, that, that's great. That's great. So, do you primarily play when you play out? Is it pretty much. In the, like, North Carolina region? Like, what what area in North Carolina are you from?
2: We're from the Charlotte area. Oh, okay. Uh, we're try- right now we're trying to branch out. Like, this summer uh, I'm going to try to maybe book some shows in Florida, uh, maybe go a little further down south, and uh, eventually we we'll want to be able to get up to, like, New York and uh, Pennsylvania and, and some areas up north.
0: Uh, I got- I'll tell you what, if you're coming to Pennsylvania uh, – I'm from, actually, I'm in Erie right now, so I'm way up north, but uh, I've I've lived around Pittsburgh and stuff all of my life, so if you guys come up to PA, you got to let me know. Uh, there's some oh, great no places problem. to play up here, too, so I can try and steer yeah, exactly, you the right way. Yeah,
2: we've been uh, planning on it for a while because all of our statistics and everything for our website uh, show that uh, a lot of the people that uh, listen to our music are either from California or Pennsylvania for some reason. So. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: Man, that's cool. that's cool. well, you know Pittsburgh is like the hotbed of zombie stuff, and there is there's so much that goes on over here, so yeah, horror is a huge thing around here.
1: another thing we've been uh contemplating is uh doing an actual small tour in a uh foreign country, which Ooh. is not really so foreign, but we've been uh talking in talks to possibly. Do a small number of shows in the Thunder Bay, Canada region.
0: Oh, nice!
1: Which uh, is not really—I I, I wouldn't say it's too far away from from where you're at. No. You probably, if I'd imagine, you probably just have to cross the waters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because actually, uh, yeah, from here, I just went up to Niagara Falls in Canada, and it was like two hours oh. tops. So, yeah, it's just right up around the right up around the lake. So. Hop, skip, and a jump. So, yeah, I'm going to keep following you guys. I'm going to put all these links up on the show notes and on my website and stuff where people can find out more about you and listen to your music and see where you are. But anything else going on? Uh, if
2: anyone is in the uh, is listening in the North Carolina area, we have a show coming up next month on the 11th at Tremont Music Hall for the Battle of the bands if you want to check that out. Nice. Yeah,
1: definitely. Gorilla Productions, Battle of the Bands. Scam alert!
2: <laughs> yeah. It's actually, uh, Gorilla Productions, I don't know if anybody's ever heard, but they're kind of, some people consider, consider, we've been hearing that some people consider them to be kind of a scam, but we've decided to go on with the show anyway. So oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, well, I
1: mean, they, there's really not much of a way they can necessarily scam us unless they they make us uh, pay for doing the show. But yeah. playing uh, my musical has actually been one of the things we've been looking forward to for a while. So we're just going to go through with it. And uh, hey, if they they're a scam, they're a scam. Yeah. <laughs> we, we play out the uh, Yeah, we get to play out the way and
0: see yeah, it. it's more exposure, and you get to play more. So. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Other,
2: yeah, other than that, I guess uh, just look out for our
0: CD to come out
2: in August or September.
0: Sweet, sweet. And I'll keep looking for that. And uh, if you guys want to, you know, just send me an email or something when that comes out, and I'll put a link up again to, you know, get people to to buy the album. I'll, I'll buy it. I mean, yeah, what, definitely, like, definitely. Like four bucks. I mean, why not? You know, it's good stuff. Yeah, four four, and then I, I'm sure it wouldn't be a
1: mass amount of shipping for something like that. No. No. Yeah. So you're you're all together looking at probably
0: like five or six five or six dollars for a CD fully pressed. Nice, nice. Well, sounds great, sounds great. Now, I, I just thought of something else. You know, you can tell a lot about a band, and you can tell a lot about music fans by um, songs that ideally that you would have your band cover. Like if there was one song by some other band that you were like, I've always I've always wanted to play this song, and maybe maybe someday you would. Is there, like, one song you'd like to cover?
2: Uh, Skulls by the Misfits.
0: Yeah, good one.
2: What about you? Uh, I personally, other than my horror rock
1: influences, come from a pretty strong, like, hardcore punk and uh, pop punk type of background. Mm-hmm. I'd really, honestly, I'd want to get into, like, maybe one day covering some, uh, like, Blink-1A2 or older Newfound Glory. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Definitely.
3: Yeah.
1: In my opinion, like, we definitely, like we said before, definitely influenced by the Misfits. But, I mean, who would really expect a horror rock group to start yeah. playing, like, uh, like if off the top of my head, like, uh, All the Small Things by Blink-22? No one would really expect that coming <laughs> in. I mean, we personally could do that song very, very well, I'd Throw some screens in
2: it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. That's, I love... I love taking songs, and I'm a musician myself, I'm not in any bands, but I just I play a lot and record a lot of stuff, but I love taking songs that nobody would expect you to, to ever sing and just completely redoing them in a completely different way than they were originally. You know, and uh, so, I think that's hilarious. You know, ever since, uh, you guys know Me First in the Gimme gimmies, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd I'd love that kind of thing, and well, very cool if there's, uh, yeah, nothing else going on. Man, I, I really appreciate you guys talking to me. And uh, like I said,
3: yeah,
0: I'll, I'll put all your links up on the show notes and, you know, we'll, uh, hopefully get some people to find out some more about you. But, yeah, Crash, Rusty, guys, hope. I really appreciate your time tonight.
1: Thank you. We appreciate yours. Any, any kind of exposure, you know.
0: Very cool. Well, hey, I'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right. Have a good one. You too. Hey, Corey, uh, this is Grady
4: from uh, Texas just heard you were back up doing podcast again can't uh, say in words how excited i am that you're back on uh was just wondering if you ever thought of possibly doing a guest spot with uh my second favorite podcaster tj and the 13 skulls anyway sir I'm glad you're back on the air uh hope you have a good run this
0: time bye Grady, first of all, I I just got to say, and I think I've said this about TJ before from 13 Skulls, said I'd love your accent, man, you guys, I could listen to you talk all day long and it wouldn't even matter. Like uh, you could, you could open up one of the, one of the phone books there in Texas and uh, just start reading it and I would listen and I would be entertained. I'd be like, yeah, that's a great voice to listen to. (laughs) But anyhow, anyhow, I just, I do love that accent from that part of the country. It's great. Um, but anyhow, uh, thank you, thank you for listening, thank you for calling in. Of course, I appreciate everything. I'm flattered, as a matter of fact, and I'm flattered that TJ is listening. I I heard from TJ uh, like last week, which was great. He was like, "I'm excited you're you're uh, podcasting again, and I'll play your promo and things like that." So TJ is is really really cool, and he does a really great podcast, really high quality, and I just love the stuff he talks about. It's it's really great, paranormal, unexplained. Things like that. Things like that. So 13 Skulls, if you're not listening to it, then uh, definitely go listen to it. <laughs> I got links up on uh, the, uh, my blog on MidnightCory.com where you can check that out. And I would love to do a segment with him. Um, the only thing is he would completely blow me out of the water because he's, he's, first of all, a lot smarter than me and he knows his stuff a lot better than I do. I just watch a bunch of zombie movies <laughs> and... go to see fish that's that's really all I do so um, but no that would be great Uh, I think it would be really a lot of fun to talk to TJ and to to figure out something we could we could talk about so yeah yeah that would be great but uh, thanks Grady
5: In an age of darkness...
0: May God have mercy upon your
5: souls. Something's wrong, something's amiss. ...and a time of evil...
6: You
7: shall die!
5: ...when the world needed a hero...
7: This was so... I don't
5: anybody to die! ...what it got was him. Groovy. You know your shoe is untied. He's a 20th century guy... For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. ...trapped... In the Middle Ages.
6: All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick.
5: Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Platu Berata Niktu.
6: I got it, I got it.
5: Fulfilled by a wise guy.
7: Platu when thou spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke
5: <laughs> Now, he's got a date Give me some sugar, baby Sheela! With the army of darkness
8: You found me beautiful once
6: Honey, you got real ugly ah! Sound the trumpets ah! Raise the drawbridge hey! Look
7: out!
5: Drop the Oldsmobile from Sam Raimi.
7: Oh, that's gonna
5: hurt! Director of Darkman, yeah. Comes. Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They
0: suck. Army of Darkness. <sighs> Army of Darkness. I'm gonna wing this review. I have no notes taken. This has all just been percolating in my head. Uh, for uh, several days now, um, army of darkness. Oh, I'm not going to do much in the way of introducing it. It's the third in the evil dead series of movies. And it seems like every horror fan and their grandma loves army of darkness and worships at the shrine of Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. (laughs) I've seen this once, uh, before I watched it again here a couple days ago. Uh, I think I got it on VHS. Uh, I've never been impressed with it. I've given it two watches now. The only time I've ever been impressed with this movie in any capacity is when I saw the trailer for it when I was at the theater to see something else. And from the trailer, it looked really, really good. Um, However, uh, I didn't see it in the theater. Like I said, saw it on VHS years later, and I wasn't impressed. And so now, you know, horror fans talk about this a lot. They, They quote from it. Everyone wants to be Ash, and everyone loves Bruce Campbell, and don't get me wrong, you know, Bruce Campbell, and it's pretty cool, um, but I loved Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. I have a really hard time making the jump from <laughs> Evil Dead 2 to Army of Darkness, because it really just kind of takes takes a turn for the weird. It, it, it just kind of goes sideways to uh, to me, anyhow, as far as the story goes. Um, in Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2, you know, you're at the cabin, you're in the woods. It was very claustrophobic. It was very creepy, and uh, it had a lot of genuinely scary moments. And there's a little bit of kind of weird comedy, weird weird humor worked in there. And it was very tasteful, and I like the balance that was struck in there. Now, you get to Army of Darkness, and man, it's just taken things, I think, way too far. Because you have the slapstick. Uh, you have uh, you know humor all throughout, and there's no generally scary moments. There's really no horror to it. It it tries to be, it tries to be horrific with you know some of the, some of the scenes of uh, the demons and the deadites and things like that. And there's a lot of really cool kind of stop motion animation that's done in the movie. And I'm a big fan of the stop motion thing. I, I really like it, even though it looks cheesy sometimes. But uh, I really wasn't impressed. You know, the, the whole time, I don't think it was even that well made overall. Um, the budget was like, what, $11 million on this. And, and literally, this was 1993. And to me, it looked like it was 1983. And I don't know, maybe that's what they were going for. But I would have expected a lot better product for what this was. So yeah, despite, you know, the good lines that uh, Ash has throughout the movie and some some clever parts. And yeah, every once in a while, there there's a decent part in the movie. But overall, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand why. And, and the thing is, I guess Sam Raimi has said that in Evil Dead 2, they actually wanted to introduce this time travel thing and going back to the year 1300 or whatever. And that because of different problems or whatever during production of Evil Dead 2, they cut that whole thing. And I am so glad that they did. I'm sorry that they, or I'm glad that they just went ahead and ruined Army of Darkness with the whole thing. It didn't work for me. It just doesn't work. And I just don't have any desire to to watch it ever again. So that's too bad. Oh, on uh, on a rating scale of, of uh, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best, uh, Army of Darkness, I'm going to have to give it like a 3. And go pop in Evil Dead 2. You know, Or watch Evil Dead and then go pop in Evil Dead 2. It's really cool. So, yeah, Sorry, maybe I'm not a horror fan after all. Who knows? Hello, this is Ertrov.
9: Just wanted to call in and say congratulations on podcasting again. And I'll be listening to the new episodes as soon as they're done downloading. Um, yeah, can't wait for Survival of the Dead on DVD this August. And uh, Dead Rising 2. be a good year for zombies. Yep. I um, think that's about it. Hey, Corey, it's Ertrop again. Um, I was just listening to the uh, podcast and... As a fellow writer, I figured I'd answer the question you asked in the first one about um, getting past that point where, you know, it becomes frustrating and you don't know where to get the plot. Um, Well, I have the same exact problem. I'll always, like, start books and then get, like, two chapters in or so and then have no idea what to do. But I guess the way I best work around with, like, my main novel I'm writing, which I'm determined to finish, is just uh, ask friends, tell them what's going on with the plot and stuff, and ask for outside opinions. Um, Some of my best ideas for my books have come from my friends. Um, Also, just wanted to give a shout-out to a new listener to your podcast, um, Mitch Auker, a friend of mine. I got him into the podcast, so congratulations, Mitch, on listening to one of the greatest podcasts of all time.
0: That's about it. Ertrov, man. There's a voice from the past. Dude, I uh, love hearing from you, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the nice words. Um, Dead Rising 2, I know. I am really excited about it, too. Seems like they keep pushing it back. And and I don't know. But I can't wait. I can't wait. And um, as far as the writing advice, I I really appreciate that. Um, You know, sending out things. I don't know if... If maybe I could set up a place where, and this is an idea I've had for a while. Um, I'm kind of rambling and babbling here, not finishing any of my sentences, because my mind keeps going to the next thing. But here's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, I I set up a forum or some kind of place where writers can go and just say, listen, here's what I got. I have no idea where to take this. And it could be just a few sentences, you know, that uh, you have an idea for maybe generally where it could go, but you don't know how to finish it, or... Maybe you have something half written. You're just like, I don't know what to do here. Then, you know, we could get feedback and things like that. But it's a place where you should be able to feel safe and where people aren't going to steal your ideas at the same time. So you got to kind of strike that balance somehow. And I don't know how you do that. But uh, I'd really like to have some kind of an online, kind of an intimate um, sort of writing group. And I know there are things like that you can join online. There are big groups. But they're all just too big for me and you don't really know anybody like i'd I'd like to get you know maybe six or eight people together and uh you know the people who aren't necessarily writing a whole lot because they they haven't got it developed yet they haven't got the right habits or maybe they're stuck maybe don't think they're they're really great right now and we could just all sit around and swap ideas like you said and uh i don't know i think that'd be cool so that's something i think we should we should think about but uh and thank you by the way for uh, bringing on the new listener mitch that's really cool mitch i i expect to hear a, a voicemail of death from you here at some point you know or or i'll be really really sad so i know bertraw will kick your ass <laughs> oh, no. dude thanks for calling in it was great to hear from you my friend So it's like finding a hidden
6: treasure. Streetwalker. I'm trying to make myself indispensable. Uh,
5: Streetwalker, I want you to get the materials together, report back to me what it's about. Alright. Sure.
10: I kind of regret the day I ever heard that title. There was there was a lot of work to be done just to rescue that film. He had this he had this glint in his eye. He
5: wanted to produce, write, direct.
2: But it's so close to being finished. It wouldn't take a lot of work. I think we
10: should let
5: sleeping dogs
10: lie.
7: Life is short. and You only live once.
10: If I could dissuade him of what he did. Obviously, I mean, I would do anything in my hands.
4: Luck is when opportunity meets preparedness.
6: It doesn't exactly have an ending. Oh, fuck, didn't you tell me that before? Cannon became this really resentful person.
7: i recommended to him that he pulled the line. Who fucking put you in charge of this my project? He entrusted it to me.
6: James was obsessed with film.
7: He really wanted to complete this project. It was like a life or death kind of situation.
2: Okay, Hope Kersh nearly died. Oh,
6: Great. all nearly fucking died.
5: Madness can take over. There's always a line, and after you cross that line, there's no way back.
2: I will get this ending sorted.
0: My friends at Kaleidoscope, once again, they sent me this one over, and uh, wow, I can't wait to talk about this one. It's called Resurrecting the Streetwalker. It's an abandonment horror movie that becomes a murderous obsession. So, thank you to the kind folks at Kaleidoscope once again. Now, this is coming out on DVD on June 28th. And the director... Uh, I don't know if I'm even going to try to pronounce his name. I have no idea how to pronounce it. Osger Oyanek. I have no idea. But, uh, so, I knew nothing about this movie. Uh, They asked me if I'd like to screen it, review it. So, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, send it over. And, uh, you know, it has quotes about being very original and inventive. And uh, here's what it has to say with the synopsis. I'll just read it off the press release, because they were so kind as to print this up for me. Whilst documenting his life as a lowly intern, James Parker, played by James Powell from Swimming with Sharks, uncovers the long-forgotten film The Streetwalker. Desperate to make a mark on the film industry and to prove his ever-doubting parents wrong, James endeavors to complete the unfinished horror movie, resulting in a murderous obsession. Delving into the past world of snuff movies and the modern trials and tribulations of internships and making it big, James' genius and madness is captured on tape by friend and documentary maker Marcus, played by Tom Shaw from Skins and the Inbetweeners. Unbeknownst to those around him, James declines so far into the fantasy world of Streetwalker that he is unable to untangle himself from the mystery he uncovers whilst resurrecting the film Relic. For James, there is only one way out, and for some, there is no escape. Wow, I had no idea I was going to like this movie this much. This movie is fantastic. What we got is a guy, he's a filmmaker, he's an amateur filmmaker, and maybe that's why this film really strikes a chord with me, Because uh, if you've listened to my podcasting history here, I've talked with a lot of filmmakers. I'm a big fan of independent film. There's been a lot of really great independent films coming out as of late. And uh, I'm really interested in the process and the things that directors have to go through to get their movies made. And how they have to be creative and resourceful and just pull from all directions to get their vision completed. And this is the story of a filmmaker, and he's not necessarily doing well. He's in a lot of debt. His parents are on him to get a real job. This is all over in the UK. So he takes this unpaid internship at this local uh, film production house, whatever it is. And so he's working there. One of his jobs is to go and start cleaning out the cellar. And he has to inventory all the film boxes and everything they got going on there. He discovers this unfinished horror film called The Streetwalker. And he he starts watching it, and he he wants to edit it together, and he wants to finish this film, and it becomes an obsession. Now, uh, I I won't spoil anything from there, because this is a movie you got to watch. This is so good. Wow, this has quickly just become one of my favorite movies recently. I mean, this thing, I wanted to watch it a second time the same day that I originally watched it. Now, the whole thing is done as a documentary. It's done as if, you know, a camera's following him around all the time. There are interviews with people that he worked with and people that knew him to tell this guy's story, this filmmaker's story, as he really (laughs) starts to go really weird in his obsession with uh, finishing this movie. And normally, I would say that's a thing that's been overused. Um, A lot of times, people shoot uh, mockumentaries like this, just to uh, help cover up a budget that isn't necessarily there. But this movie, the way it was made, the way it looks, the way uh, everything came together, looked like it had a decent budget behind it. And I really have no idea uh, what the budget was. But yeah, this this is quality. I really, really like it. Um, again, I think it's because I'm really interested in the filmmaking process. And this went really deep into that process and into the head of a filmmaker that just wants to make his vision happen. So, yeah, 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 yeah. June 28th, DVD comes out, Resurrecting the Streetwalker. Oh, boy, I could go on about this. And actually, this would be a great movie. If some of you see this, I would love to get a roundtable thing going and just have us all kind of discuss the different things that happen in the movie and the kind of themes and the the kind of uh, things that you can read into it because that would be a lot of fun. So you need to see this. Again, coming out June 28th, Thanks to my friends at Kaleidoscope, I'm going to give Resurrecting the Streetwalker a 9 out of 10. This is absolutely fantastic. And I have to say, hooray for the UK, because uh, lately, independent movies out of the UK have been cleaning up. I mean, this... um, This made me want to go back and watch Colin for like the fourth or fifth time now. (laughs) You know, Colin is another fantastic film that was on a micro budget, on a zero budget. And uh, that was a great movie too. So... Okay, the UK I think is uh, leading right now in independent horror. It's fantastic.
8: Hey, Corlander, long time no harass. It's Florida Possum, <clears throat> and uh, I'm just calling in because I'm trying to find, trying to catch up on my podcast. You'll have to excuse me. I'm also celebrating not owing uh, forty-four thousand dollars in taxes. Uh, it was much less, and. I've never owed as much money as I do now, but I've never been so happy to owe this much. So, we'll just uh, leave it at that. Anyway, offensive. Hell yeah, you're offensive. If any anybody should be offended, seriously, it should be me. I am looking at your page, and there is a rotting, chewed-up possum that is completely obscene. How rude. But, you know what? I don't care. Anyway, <clears throat> um... You know, I hope you'll maybe later try and find a, a picture of a nice possum. Or, you know what, maybe I'll send you a picture of my dear, deceased Matilda, and you can put her picture. Um, I don't know anything about awareness. I'm not aware of anything, and I like it that way. Um, and actually, for the last several months, I've been wrapped up in nothing but taxes. And I would really like to... Um, write a flash fiction but I don't think I'm going to be able to because I'm trying to write something else but we'll see and I'm just going to rattle on here because well, quite frankly you deserve it um <clears throat> and what else I'm going to do it's some, some kind of off beer right now like you know I, I just kind of temporarily lost a taste for it I'm going to give you an impromptu review on a cider that you probably can't get but it's really really good it's called Okanagan Premium Cider Black Cherry, and there's nothing in it but carbon dioxide, black cherries, and fire. That's it. Uh, it's 7% alcohol. It's absolutely delicious. It's not real sweet, um, and it's made in the Okanagan, which, for people who don't know, is a beautiful valley here in Canada in BC, uh, sort of in the southern, the southern maybe southern west interior sort of um area very very hot um it has uh, the only desert actually in canada and it gets so hot there it's hotter there than a lot of summers i've spent in florida but it's got hundreds of beautiful vineyards um apples cherries grapes everything they make a lot of really fine wines there and they make a lot of ciders And uh, so I'm sure they have other flavors. This just happens to be the one I'm drinking right now. So family owned and operated Okanagan premium cider, black cherry, 7% alcohol by volume. I highly recommend it if you can get a hold of it. It's absolutely delicious. It's not sweet and gooey and nauseating, you know, like some of the crap is. So um, as I go on listening to the podcast i'll probably call you back i have to call in pieces because my memory is so bad and also because i'm celebrating and um i'm sorry if you're offensive but you know hey they can either you know live with it or leave so you know i've dealt with it for years uh, i hope you make it back to horror realm this year i'll be there of course and uh, i'll talk to you later bye
0: oh there's another one i am just so glad to hear from florida possum yeah, yeah. Very cool. It's good to hear your voice again. And uh, I'd noticed you kind of dropped out of out of things for a while uh, in a lot of different places. And uh, I was getting a little concerned, um, but I'm glad to see that you're back. And I'm glad to see that I haven't offended you to the point that where you're just going to, you know, completely disappear and never talk to me again. <laughs> and, um, you know, like I said, that picture of that possum. Now, I, I I commented back, I was trying to make an allusion to fish. Uh, with that picture because it's actually it's kind of funny they have a song called possum Uh, it's one of their more popular songs if you go to see them a lot and uh, it's about a possum that has been hit on on the road and and so there it was i was going to see fish and talking about it so i put up the dead possum and uh, i forgot about my friend florida possum that she might think that that it's some kind of that parallel i'm drawing there i I don't know (laughs) but i'm sorry if i offended you you know, you know, it's all good. You know, it's all good. And I don't I don't really aim to offend. I just kind of do. I don't know. But <laughs> anyhow, that's what that is. Uh, thank you for the cider review. I am not a a cider connoisseur by any means. So that is something I could get into. I don't even know if I like a whole lot of cider. I that, Honestly, I haven't drank a whole lot of it in my life. So that's something I will look into. And thank you for that. And I will definitely be going to Horror Realm. I don't have the details worked out yet as to uh, how long I will be there. Uh, I'm just going to have to kind of wait till it's a little bit closer to that point in time to see kind of what my workload is, kind of other things I got going on, my schedule and things. So, but I will definitely be there and uh, I'm going to be there as long as I possibly can. So Florida Possum, thank you for calling in. It was great to hear from you again. Well, some of you may not have known that uh, I went to see Fish this past weekend at uh, Blossom in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, which is just south of Cleveland. And, uh, you know, for me, if I would have driven straight there, uh, it's about a two-hour drive, but I was meeting friends uh, so that we could both go in together and park in the same place and hang out before the show. We were going plenty early. So, we were going to meet at this truck stop where we were both going to cross paths and then I'd follow them out. Well, uh, it ended up I got there very early because I wanted to eat some lunch and uh, they were leaving very late. <laughs> I called them once I got there. They hadn't left yet and they weren't going to leave for a while. So, I was at this truck stop for a couple hours just doing nothing, which uh, actually ended up being a great thing because I'm studying this. And uh, I'm realizing that a truck stop, well, this one, anyhow, would be a great place to be during the zombie outbreak. You know, you, I think you could really defend it really well. And it's not the the, the first time that I've had this thought because I kind of worked a truck stop scenario into my novel for National Novel Writing Month last November. And uh, so it was zombies and the people defended it and uh, had a lot of stuff in there because these truck stops have everything you've ever needed i mean they got uh, you know showers a lot of food with restaurants and the convenience store they have uh, lounges arcades places to catch some sleep so you know, i've grown quite fond of truck stops <laughs> you know they they fascinate me they really do so i'm there and uh, I, I really got to study this truck stop and kind of formulate in my mind what I would do if, if right now, you know, the whole zombie thing happened so, yeah, so my friends eventually got there and they're like, oh, we're so sorry we're late, and I'm just like, no, no no worries, and I told them the whole plan about the zombie thing <laughs> and they got a kick out of that for sure so, follow them to Blossom and we get there and there's there's a lot of traffic but it was, you know, pretty steady move and no real hang-ups or anything and uh, they parked us out in the farthest corner of the field I think that they possibly could. I mean, we had to walk forever to get to the actual amphitheater, and the sheriff had all kinds of trucks out just creeping up and down the parking lot rows, and it was kind of weird. Kind of, I don't know, they were keeping a close eye on things, so they, I guess that uh, people that go to fish shows may tend to do things that are illegal, but I don't know. I had, <laughs> I had no reason to worry about that kind of thing, so, yeah, whatever. It was just... It was kind of weird, just feeling like you're being watched the whole time. But uh, we hung out, we set up a tent, we grilled some quesadillas, (laughs) and uh, yeah, had some beers. You know, I took the uh, 12-pack variety sampler from Hook and Ladder Brewing, which uh, is a brew... I actually reviewed the, um, the Backdraft Brown Ale on uh, that other podcast a while back it's really good beer the sampler's great and uh, they donate some way to firemen every time you buy their beer so yeah makes me feel good about myself to uh, do that but uh, no the beer is really good so i enjoyed that but of course it was so hot that day i mean it was it was in the upper 80s very very humid feeling like it might rain all day so i'm just drenched in sweat from the time i stepped out of the car until the time i left that night and i was just praying for rain i'm like please rain come but it never did it didn't rain till after the show but i'll, I'll get into that here in a bit so it gets to be about that time to go into the show it's gonna start so of course oh, everybody's trying to get in all at the same time and we're all bottlenecked up at the gate because they gotta scan your ticket so it's slow going and it's so hot and at one point there was a person that passed out and they had to find medical people it was just a nightmare it really was but we eventually got inside and we we get there and they're getting ready to play and for some reason uh a, the one friend of mine that i was with uh he and i decided that we're gonna crash somebody's photograph <laughs> and that's you know where you see that somebody's taking a picture and so you hop in front of the camera or actually we hopped in behind the group and made weird faces as soon as we got there. I'm like, yes. I think it's hilariously funny, although, you know, people hate <laughs> photographs So, yeah, we're probably up on Facebook or something somewhere, so look for my weird face. But anyhow, anyhow, I'm kick out of that because I never do that And I uh, just decided to. But, uh, we decide we're going to get some beers, and of course the big popular ones there are like Bud and Bud Light and things, and that's just beer I'm not interested in drinking. I want something a little bit better, and so there's, they have a stand called Beer of the World, and they have things like Sam Adams and Newcastle and all kinds of different beers, some I never even heard of. It's a little bit more expensive, but of course you're already paying a ridiculous amount for beer anyhow, but you're actually getting quality, so I'm willing to pay for that at that point. So we go stand in line, and we're in line for like 10 minutes, so the band starts to play, Fish comes on, so I'm like, I don't want to be standing in line, I, I, want, I want to hurry up and get my beer. Well, I finally get up to the front of the line, my friend and I, and uh, the guy's like, what do you want? And so I'm like, I'll take a Sam Adams, and he wanted a bottle of something else, and he's like, oh, we just ran out of cups. They'll be here with them in a second. So we wait, and we wait, and we listen to Fish, but we can't see Fish, because of course we're in line here at the beer thing, and we can't see the stage from there. So we're getting really antsy, and we stand there and stand there, and nothing is happening. And guy's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what's going on. So we're just standing there. Eventually, after like 10 or 15 minutes, we're like, listen, just give us the cans of bud. <laughs> we'll just, uh, we'll settle. And that's what we had to do. Oh, so I had to settle for some bud light, but I had a Heineken later on, so that was alright. Still, I was not happy paying a whole lot of money for a big can of Bud Light. So the band was great, Fish never disappoints, and actually this was this was really the high point of my day, as it, as it should have been, being that seeing Fish was my whole reason for doing any of this at all. Um, but everything around it just seemed to go wrong, you know, they, they couldn't get the beers that we wanted, and and uh, it was just so hot. And the band actually seemed a little bit quiet. Um, I, I think they could have been louder, it was almost like, they forgot to turn on the mains and we're just hearing you know their monitors so i'm wondering if it's just you know they're getting older now they're just like we need to quiet it down don't want to hurt anyone's ears I don't know, but uh, anyhow, they were fantastic. Um, They're as good as they've ever been, sounded fantastic. Uh, I posted a lot of the pictures I took and a lot of the things like that in my report to my blog at midnightcory.com, so you can go check those all out. I posted a couple things to Twitter, actually, that night also. Um, So, yeah, it was great. They played Curtis Lowe. um, And, uh, oh, man, Sample in a Jar was uh, one of my favorites. Uh, They closed with the encore, um, Squirming Coil which is fantastic. I just love Paige's part at the end when he's playing the piano. It's really, really cool. So afterwards, there's just huge lightning throughout the sky. And so, of course, all the hippies, every time, it was so funny, every time lightning struck, uh, all the hippies would be like, ooh, (laughs) Like they all start cheering. I'm like, I wonder what that lightning looks to them. It's probably amazing. (laughs) But, yeah, just got a kick out of it. I mean, you got to enjoy it. Got to enjoy it. And uh, of course there was a long, long walk back to the parking lot. Got in my car and it looked like people were pulling out at a pretty steady pace so I said goodbye to my friends and I was headed straight back home. And of course it came to a standstill. I was in this parking lot for two hours until I actually got out onto the main road. It started to rain and people were getting stuck on this little hill and people had to push them up and it was just a big bottleneck where I was and it was miserable, miserable. So get on the road, finally I'm back on the interstate and I'm like, I'm hungry. I need uh, some sort of caffeine at this point. So I'm gonna stop at a McDonald's drive-through just at one of the exits along the interstate. I'm gonna get something to eat real quick and I can be back on the road. And at that point, I was probably gonna be home by about 3 or 3.30, something like that, which was a lot later than I thought, but you know, the whole parking lot thing held me up, so. Yeah, what can you do? So uh, I take the exit for the first uh, McDonald's sign that I see. It said McDonald's and Wendy's right off this exit. So I took it. And that was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made because I found the McDonald's, I pulled in, there were like three or four people ahead of me in line and it literally took me almost an hour to get through that line. It's like everybody took 10 to 15 minutes to get their stuff and it was just ridiculous you could tell there were a lot of people from the fish show there but uh they were all getting out of their cars and dancing around and, and stuff like that uh while we were all in the drive through line it was just ridiculous and i think they had only two people working at the mcdonald's and the people working were just like not even really concerned about their speed you know it's like <laughs> 2 30 in the morning and uh they were just, they were in there talking. I'm up at the window. I finally got up to the window, and I am so frustrated at this point. I am really frustrated. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I just want to get home. I'm tired. You know, it's its just insane. So I have the money in my fist, and I am sticking it out the window towards the open window, and the lady is talking with the guy. She has her back to me, and they're not even talking I forget what it was but it made me so mad because they weren't even talking about anything important and eventually she turned around and took my money and then she had asked me what I had ordered again like my, she had to take my full order again so <laughs> oh, it was so terrible I was so mad but yeah yeah I, I, I needed the food I needed the uh, the sustenance to get me back home you know needed those that caffeine in my veins of course so yeah yeah I got home rolled in about 4:30 in the morning slept for a while (laughs) so but all in all fish never ever disappoints um i'll do it again i'll do it all over again the next time that they're somewhere close to me um this is the third time and so far it's been fantastic every time
10: You've heard about it again. It's a doghouse and it's basically kinda of like Shaun of the Dead. It's uh about a couple of guys that take their buddy who just got divorced and they go to this small town and all the men are dead and all the women have been turned into zombies. But it's not really serious and I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's freaking funny. If I were you, I'd definitely check it out. As a matter of fact, anybody should check it out. Freaking Shaun of the Dead or uh, Dead Alive, it's a nice little sleeper. I've obviously now figured out that the indie zombie films are the way to go. And as for The Walking Dead, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not going to get my hopes up seeing that it's going to be on AMC because our wonderful government is still going to have everything censored. So I wonder how gory it's going to be. Even though our local news stations can show pretty much whatever they want, but that's another story. But anyway, hey, everybody, Doghouse, check it out. Guaranteed to make you laugh. There's a lot of gore in it, and I think everybody's going to dig it. So this is Misfit Boy. Keep it up, Corey. I'll be talking to you, man. I'm out. Uh,
0: oh, Misfit Boy, my friend. Thank you for rallying the troops this week to call into the voicemail of death. That was very cool. I really do appreciate it. As far as The Walking Dead goes, um, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal being on uh, AMC because I was just watching the Sci-Fi Channel this past weekend and they played like Wrong Turn and Wrong Turn 2 and they were both very gory. They left a lot of it in and I was really surprised as to how much they showed on TV. So, yeah, I think The Walking Dead is still going to be good and gory. I know the producers have given them a a lot of of freedom to do what they want with it. So, yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. And I'm excited about watching Doghouse, too. I I appreciate you bringing that up and uh, how cool that was. I will uh, definitely give it a watch, and I'll be reviewing it here at some point.
5: Well, speaking of death, I want to talk about the Grammys, which are coming up. Well, Every, uh, what are you, <laughs> I'd love to get your opinion on the Grammys, which are Sunday, which is this Sunday. Are you going to be watching it?
2: God, no! I'd rather watch uh, goats bob for apples than watch that uh, display of garbage. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Do you notice that when somebody, when people win Grammys, they die? Have you noticed that? Like, oh, well, that's, back-
2: that's what they deserve. That should be the award, the award to the American people. Have you seen some of the nominees this year? Tell have me, you seen? Have no. you seen uh, Go ahead. Enya,
6: Madonna, Larry the Cable Guy, uh, Jackson Brown,
2: Madonna? <laughs> I mean, these people have been well compensated for their meager talent. Do we have to give them an award as well as all the financial gains? I, I agree with you.
0: I want to talk to you your Original music this week is completely original. I wrote the music and the words. <laughs> this one is is different, like I said, than the rest that I've posted so far. I like to be diverse as you probably know. Um, let's see. This one came together. I had the had the riff in my head and I kind of wrote out, you know, verse chorus kind of format and everything and I recorded it. But I had no lyrics and I'm like, OK, well, this sounds really good. I have to figure out what words to put to it. I have no idea. So I have this folder on my one computer where uh, I'll, I'll keep compu- uh, song lyrics and things that I write and just ideas and whatever. And I started going through that, and I found this song that was like half written. So I'm like, these lyrics actually go along perfectly with the structure of this song. So I had to write in a few more things and switch a couple things around, and there it was. It just fell together perfectly. It's like it was meant to be. So, (laughs) yes, this one is entitled Your Face.
4: Change the voice a little bit. Um, bro, it's like four or five in the morning here in California, and like been drinking a lot. And I've been working. I worked till like two. So I've only been drinking for a couple hours. Anyway, man, I'm so glad that you're back. I just noticed the other day that uh, there's a new podcast of yours uh, I'm downloading on my queue. Um, I just listened to the first, like, three. Awesome, man. So happy to see you back. Can't tell you how much I've missed you. Um, You know, I don't know how many other uh, listeners are on my boat, but I just started listening to you like a year ago, and then all of a sudden, you know, in December, I get, you know, your your show ends, and I was just so distraught because I listened to the uh, other show that shouldn't be named as well. And, um, anyway, I don't really know what happened with y'all, but I'm just, I'm happy you're back, bro. Happy, uh, happy to hear you again. Listen, so, uh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, awesome game. Love it. You gotta check out the multiplayer, man. Give it a chance. It's awesome. It's just as good as a single player. And you don't even have to play with other people to build up your character, so check that out. But, you know, I love Red Dead Redemption. One of my favorite games that came out lately, dude. You gotta check out Alan Lake. That, that game is awesome. Cinematography, the writing, everything about the game is just. The graphics are just superb, bro. So check it out. Anyway, uh, this is a Skeptical Zach. Uh, I think it's my first time actually calling in to your show. I'm a long-time listener though, and uh, I'm totally glad you're back, bro. Welcome
0: back. First time caller, skeptical Zach. Thank you, sir, for calling in. Um, it, it's really uh, flattering. I, uh, everything you say, I, I appreciate all the kind words. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, yeah, yeah. I, I should try multiplayer. It's just really hard for me to line anything up with people because my schedule is so random, and I, I play at very random times, and so <laughs> it's it's hard to get a, a group of people together to do that. So, and I'm having a lot of fun on single player, but. Maybe at some point I'll get something figured out for that. But, uh, dude, thanks for calling in, and I really hope to hear from you again.
11: Corey, you're a jerk. Why are you a jerk? That zombie flash contest—that's incredibly hard. Do you have any idea? Well, I'm sure you do, but what the hell? Trying to write a story in under 500 words, or or 500 words or under—it's just and it, it sucks. It's fun actually, um but yeah, it's like you just I, I feel like I just start and then I have to end, and it's i don't know I, it's it's incredibly hard, but the prizes are worth it, and uh you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be a contest if it uh was easy, i guess, you know, and i think uh I think actually, I think it's the perfect contest for for those prizes
9: um,
11: well, I uh, sent in two stories. And they're not great, but, you know, if f- as few people enter as possible, then I might have a chance by default of winning one of the prizes. But uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, they're not the greatest. It's, it's uh, The first one, I tried to tell a story, but I, I, I ended up not telling the one I wanted to tell. And uh, I don't know, they just, it, it, you feel lush trying to write a story. Well, you know, that's why you're a jerk. Putting a five hundred word limit on this flash fiction. I mean, maybe a thousand. What about that? Five hundred? Jesus, Corey. It's Spooky Bill. Did I say that? You, you're awesome. Your show is still great, and uh, I'm not really mad at you. And uh, it's just, it's just, uh, yeah. That's all I wanted to say.
0: Bye. Suck it up, Spooky Bill. Five hundred words. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I am a jerk, actually. <laughs> But I'll blame that on uh, Eric S. Brown, because he's the one that came up with the uh, figure of 500, and I went along with it. So, that's, uh, you know, direct all complaints about uh, the contest to Mr. Eric S. Brown. (laughs) But No, dude, I I got both of your stories, and I uh, appreciate you entering, and if you got a third one in you, you know, that'd be really cool. But, uh, no, we're getting a lot of great entries for the contest, and Spooky Bill, as always, great to hear from you, my friend.
4: Corey. It's your old buddy, Tom Burdinski, writer, director, producer, and lately full-time pimper of the Italian zombie movie parts one and two. I just had to call in to see how great it is to once again hear your uh, cheerful sarcasm on your awesome spinoff show, Midnight Cory. I hope you are podcashing in on your successful return. And I also hope that I can call Midnight Cory the new official podcast of the Italian zombie movie because I think I'm going to be doing just that. And, uh, hey, by the way, I, just, I, I had to tell you that many of my friends have been telling me you know, how great it is to have you back to, and I wish they would call in them themselves because I know they are listening to me right now. So I think I'm just going to call them out by name. I think I'm just going to say Jeff, Matt, Lori, Nate, Joe, Jill, Keith. Call the new voicemail of death. Be heard. It's safe, secure. No personal information will be collected or released. You've got to give Corey a call. Let him know that he has many loyal Michigan listeners. So maybe that will get him off their asses, I don't know. But uh, you do have a lot of fans in Michigan. We're all glad to have you back. We just uh, love hearing all your laughter and your, your comments and, and everything else. So anyway, uh, one reason I was calling in is I did want to update you and your listeners a bit on what the Italian zombie movie is up to lately. In the event, maybe you'd like to uh, catch up with us or uh, meet us at a convention or something like that. Um, I'll be sharing an indie filmmakers table at the famous Monsters Convention in Indy, uh, July 9 through 11. So stop by if you can. Got great deals on DVDs, free stuff, and a fun promotional gig involving underwear. So uh, you know, just trust me; it'll be worth stopping by. Um, also, going to be at the Fright Night Film Fest in St. Louis, July 30 through August 1. Both Italian Zombie movies will be featured. I'll be at Gen Con in Indy, again, August 5 through 8. Both of our movies will be shown primetime on Saturday night. And Paranormal Scarefest in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, August 27 through 28. Again, both movies are being shown. And uh, this one's hosting my cast and crew as the featured celebrity guests. So uh, it's obviously very cool for the uh, aspiring actors in my uh, in my group. So they're they're very excited about that, and I'm, I'm happy for them. Um you also might not have heard this, but both our Italian zombie movies are going to be shown on TV this summer on the Midnight Mausoleum TV show. If you've never heard of Midnight Mausoleum, um, think Elvira, but with like two gorgeous hosts. That's, that's the best way I can sum it up. Very campy, very fun. The gals are just really cute, and it's, it's a fun show to watch. Um, syndicated, 18 channels, 35 states. Check out their website, MidnightMausoleum.com. You can find out when and where we'll be shown. As far as we know, this is the first time a new release indie will be shown on a horror-hosted TV show. So we love being first, you know. It's, it's just that that's the thing we do. Um, it's also, of course, going to be edited for television, which is a uh, new thing for me to edit my movie for television. So I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, finally, I had to comment on your review of Bikini Girls on Ice. Um, just a little background. Bikini Girls on Ice was our main competition at Summer Troma Dance last fall, and that was our first, you know, big film festival. Anyway, um, everybody I talked to was like, "Oh yeah, you know, your movie sounds good, but man, I can't wait to see Bikini Girls on Ice." And they were all just excited about that one. And I was thinking, "Man, this movie is going to blow us away. It must be amazing. You know, what a great title." Blah blah blah. Anyway, your, your review was spot on. Um, it was well produced, technically solid, you know, but it was just totally by the numbers. You know, there was just nothing new there. And uh, I, I was disappointed by that fact. You know, if you if you got this kind of money and you got these technically skilled people, why just do the same old thing? I, I don't. I'll never understand that. Um, in fact, some folks actually walked out of it at Trauma Dance, and since my movie was playing afterwards, I was like begging them to stay. It's like, no, don't go, don't go. You know, hang out, hang out another half hour and, and see my movie. And uh, fortunately, most of them did. And, and as you know, we got uh, really good reviews out of Troma Dance and applause and all that kind of stuff. So it was very cool. But. Anyway, glad you reviewed Bikini Girls on Ice. It did remind me of, you know, the great time we had at Troma Dance. And, uh, you know, also just reminded me to, you know, let people know there are a lot of little low-budget, no-budget indies out there that, uh, you know, can compete with well-produced spec movies, you know, like Bikini Girls on Ice was to me anyway. So uh, keep looking for the originals, people. You might be surprised. Anyway, yikes, dude. I think I just filled up your entire voicemail of death. I'm sorry. I think I'm turning into carnage cake here. Just kidding, Carnage Cake. Uh, anyway, take care, Corey. Hope to see you soon. And, uh, you know, by the way, there's no law that says you can't review our Italian zombie movies again on this brand new spinoff show of yours. You know, I'm just saying, all right? Told you I'm a full-time pimper now. <laughs> Catch you later, Corey. Have a good
0: one. Tom, it's great to hear from you, brother. You uh, are very flattering when you want to make this the official podcast of the Italian zombie movie. I'll take you up on that <laughs> because I love I love that movie and I think I think I will actually review uh, both parts again because I just watched it uh, after I got the uh, the new uh, version with uh, both movies on one DVD. I watched it again after I got back from uh, Cinema Wasteland and it, I enjoyed it again. So yeah, why not? And I've been wondering that too whether it'd be <laughs> cool to review a movie again on this podcast, because there are probably some people that didn't hear that other podcast and are wondering what I think. So I might. I might do, like, a complete just wiping out, a complete reset of everything. And maybe I'll go do, like, the Romero movies and, uh, like, Zombie 2, Zombie 3, 4, 5, and all the weird ones associated with that, Zombie Holocaust. And <laughs> Oh, I very well could. Or or maybe, like, a Misfit Boy brought up at one point, I was talking about uh, going clear back to, like, White Zombie and starting clear back with with the classics and all the voodoo zombie stuff, the original zombie movies, and kind of working up the timeline from there because uh, that's quite a weird path to follow. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh, Tom, Tom, yeah, definitely. I hope to hear from other people um, that you totally called out. So <laughs> that's the way to get things done, actually call out their names and then... Uh, you know, when I play it on the podcast, you're going to feel obligated to now. So, yes, whatever we got to do. Well, Tom, congratulations on uh, everything that's happening with the Italian zombie movie. You know I'm behind you 100%, my friend. And, uh, hey, hope to hear from you again very soon.
1: Take your crack you
0: put
5: it in this top piece right here. And you burn it. And most people pleasure is seeing the clouds. And after that's gone, that's your high there's no more attention users and abusers down and out losers stop chasing back cloud. never, never fail to elude ya spending that money like, like it meant made you, you get the stupid charge on a whole week's pay Looks like you're on cloud nine you got to get another one your stem steady burning close the five phase hot it's like 24 7 you're at the crack spot it takes you out of the world yeah, like when you know when you feel confused and you feel alone and you feel a lot of pressure and everything, it's like you are going to take a hit. You take a chill. When you're ill and moving 80 miles an hour, you can't slow down. Got no willpower. Five seconds ago, I was real tired. Right now, I got energy. I'll get up from here now and walk to the moon. Okay? I'll get up and walk to the moon. All right, I'm good now. I'm good to go. I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm not scared to say it, I ain't had sex with a woman in at least three months because I'm too busy chasing crack, I, I haven't had an erection in three months because I'm too busy chasing crack, I done got to the point where I don't even care about women, I don't care about men, I don't care about nobody but me getting another lit. I've been up three days now, can you tell, I've been up three days. In three days, if you count down the mileage that I've walked, I've walked from here to at least the White House, which looked like a big rock on the hill. All right, it's about a 4 walk, and the first couple of days I went through in cash, maybe two thousand. Where I get it from? Who knows?
0: He just comes. Hey, there we go. Thanks for listening. That is the end. Yeah, yeah. I gotta thank Boy Eats Girl uh, for talking with me. The are very, very cool guys and a lot of fun. I, I really like their music, and I think you ought to go check them out. Look in the show notes for the links to where you can listen to them and find out more about them, also. <laughs> oh, I gotta enter the Eric S. Brown and David Dunwoody Zombie Flash Fiction Contest. Oh yeah, you know you wanna. It's only 500 words, come on. We <laughs> could get a two-year-old to enter this contest. They'd be able to do it. So come on, why don't you <laughs> email your zombie flash fiction piece of 500 words or less to Corey at midnightcory.com with zombie flash fiction contest in the subject line and Mr. Eric S. Brown and David Dunwoody will be in fact judging those. The top three are going to win all kinds of stuff have their stories read on my podcast so that I have more content, take up more time on the podcast. <laughs> no, I, I have ex- actually some uh, some exciting news about that. I'm actually going to have some guest readers. And I'm just going to leave that a mystery because it's going to be a huge surprise, the guest readers that I bring on for your winning submission. So you're going to like, you're going to like I guarantee that. <laughs> oh, so you can hear me also on James Melzer's Unleashed, fantastic podcast fantastic guy and uh, very talented very talented you can also hear me on Dr. Puss on Library of the Living Dead and Library of Horror now he's combining those two podcasts so the Library of the Living Dead and the Library of Horror are going to be the same thing I think it's still going to be Library of the Living Dead so yeah he just made that announcement within the last week or so and uh, so it's going to be one podcast so Library of the Living Dead Dr. Puss check it out of course my website is com. you can contact the voicemail of death. Leave me a voicemail at 814-806-2828. Uh, thanks to everyone who called in this week. Uh, keep calling in. I like hearing other voices. <laughs> other than the ones in my head, I guess. Uh, a lot of people think I am nuts, so maybe I am. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's about it. I'm going to be back next week and ramble some more. So until then, goodbye.